Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk with Laura Yeager of the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board. A busy month in May, we're going to be talking about May being Mental Health Month, as well as Mental Health First Aid, subject I must admit I know absolutely nothing about, so this <laughs> should be interesting. Laura, thanks first for being with us on The County Conversation. Thank you. Good to be here. Absolutely. You're with the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board. That's a long title, official sounding title. Uh, can you give us a quick uh, definition or explanation of what, what the Community Services Board is and does? Sure. We are a county organization serving Fairfax County and the cities of Fairfax and Falls Church. And we, in a nutshell, it's a huge agency, mm-hmm. but we provide um, services for people with mental illness, okay. um, people with substance use disorders, people with intellectual disability, and also little kids zero to age three with developmental delays. Wow. Big continuum of services. Yeah, okay. Wow, that is that is big. Um, before we dive into the, the Community Services Board, a little bit more about the programs and talking about mental health uh, since May is Mental Health Month, I want to talk a little bit about Laura and kind of figure, okay. figure out about uh, about you, where you came from, how long you've been with the county, that kind of thing. So uh, always a, uh, a goal to work in, uh, in this field with the Community Services Board? Well, I have to say when I was growing up, I did not have a dream of working in local government, mm. but I don't know many children who do. That's true. That's uh, it true. turned out that way. Um, but I actually started out in uh, doing refugee resettlement in Iowa Ooh. and uh, worked in vocational services. So I really wow. didn't have a strong background in this field, but I had a strong vocational background. When I moved out to Virginia almost 30 years ago, mm. um, I found a job that was providing job coaching services for people with mental illness and mm-hmm. um, uh, intellectual disability. Yeah. And the people there decided they could train me in the mental health issues. Mm, um, mm-hmm. They couldn't train me as much in the vocational right, background, which right. I had. So that's okay. how I ended up in the field and okay. went on to get a master's degree in counseling. So I've, I've okay. sort of stuck with it over wow. the years. Okay. Is it cha- challenging work? I mean, well, it, it's, I think any work we do is challenging. Yeah. I like to think that it's uh, exciting and fun and mm-hmm. um, a constantly changing mm-hmm. um, field. Yeah, I guess rewarding too. I guess you get to see some pro- days. Progress. It is rewarding. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's talk. I don't know where to start. Should we talk with uh, start off with May being Mental Health Month? Sure. Okay. All right. Um, I guess what what does that mean? May has been designated Mental Health. Yes. Month. So we're all supposed to feel very mentally well. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> it's, good. Um, it's one of the national campaigns that are okay. out there, but really to draw awareness, um, many people have ideas about um, mental illness or Mm -hmm. mental health. And so this is a a month nationally that we um, have events or awareness raising activities that help people understand more about um, risk factors related to -hmm. to mental illness and about um, resiliency traits that can help people be mentally well. Okay. Now I'm assuming there's um, part of the education that you're doing is Maybe getting over the the stigma that people have about mental illness? Absolutely. There's um, a lot of people have um, a lot of fears and stereotypes about Mm -hmm. mental illness, um, either through seeing movies, the media, um, scary um, depictions of people with mental illness, uh, when in reality, um, all kinds of mental illnesses are very common uh, about... um, 
uh, one in five people experience, uh, 20% of our population wow. experience some kind of mental health issue in any given year. So mm. very common. And um, the stigma that is, that's attached is really, I think, historical. Um, and there's we are a society that has right. a lot of shame around right, right, um, right. having a, a mental health issue. So um, what we try to do, especially all of the time, is to normalize the conversation to help educate people about what, what mental illness is all about. Um, because it is so common. It's more common than um, a heart attack. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. Wow. So you just said kind of normalize the converse, uh, normalize the issue and, mm-hmm. and talk about mental illness uh, and mental health issues. 20% of the population may have one during mm-hmm. the course of a year. It sounds like a dumb question, but, but what is a mental illness? I mean, well, are there different things? There are all kinds of okay. different uh, mental illnesses from... Um, anxiety disorders oh, wow. to depression very both are very common mm. um, I think what most people think about is um, more serious mental illness such as yeah. schizophrenia mm-hmm. or bipolar disorder but there's a huge range of, of mental health concerns that exist in our community mm. and I don't I've never talked to anyone who ha- doesn't have a family member or a friend who's right. impacted in some right. way so well yeah and I think that's a good point too that uh, when you hear mental health issues or mental illness, it, it, it's a, a broad spectrum. It's not, as you said, the stereotypical things we see maybe on TV or movies or the, the difficult cases, if you will. Very much so. And oftentimes what we see depicted in movies or in the media are very extreme mm. um, examples that are not so common. Right. Um, so uh, the, it leads to a lot of confusion and yeah. a lot of misunderstandings yeah. that people have. So it was interesting. You said uh, just anxiety. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So how do I know if I just have a an anxious moment or an anxious day or, you know, where on the spectrum or range? I mean, are there things that I should be looking out for? Signs, sure. symptoms. Um, everybody has anxiety. It's a great coping skill, and mm. it's a, it's something that keeps us alive, mm. right? Okay. Stress, right, right. everything keeps us going. So. When um, a person uh, discovers that their life is um, kind of being overcome by their fears or anxieties, when it, it become, when it impacts or becomes disabling to their relationships, their jobs, their home life, mm. their friendships, then it might be time to pay a little bit of attention. Panic attacks can happen to huh. anyone at any time mm-hmm. and can just come on very rapidly right. and be quite debilitating to people and quite quite scary yeah. because oftentimes they have a the symptoms of a heart attack. Right. So, oh, gosh. Yeah. So. I, you know, for me, I know some days I just want to go home and I want to go down to the basement and I want to turn the TV on and I want to get on the couch and I just want to veg out and I don't want to be dealing with anything. But if I'm doing that for two days, three days, or a week, and start doing doing less of other things, is that is that kind of a sign or a symptom, or can it, is there a slow progression like that that it might not be easy to see? Yes. We usually say if someone has an experience like that where they really withdraw and they, they really um, become isolating, mm-hmm. two weeks or more is a, a time to mm-hmm. kind of pay attention to that okay. and um, be aware. And the good news is... Um, depression and anxiety are extremely treatable. There, mm. There's um, just such a, a great uh, a great number of approaches that can help people. Um, oftentimes, people who have mental uh, health issues don't seek help because mm. there's right. so much shame, right. there's so much stigma, and a lot of people don't have an awareness. You can ease into 
um, something quite quickly exactly. hangs, that starts out as I'm hanging out watching TV right. to I'm isolating, my lifestyle is changing. Um, but then, you know, if you don't realize you have a problem, I mean, what? how can you fix that? Well, that that is definitely yeah. a, a concern because we know that the sooner people get help, the more likely they are to have mm-hmm. positive outcomes. Mm. Um, I can tell you a little bit our, about our mental health first aid training sure, because be part of what we're trying to do is educate our community members, educate faith communities, educate our coworkers, anyone mm-hmm. um, uh, and everyone because mental health issues are so common. And most of us are afraid to act or afraid mm. to, or we don't know what to say to someone mm-hmm. if you're um, laying around for right, weeks right, on end. Right, right. Um, a person may, oh, well, Jim just wants to be alone yeah. and chill out. So we may not know what to say. So this class, okay. it's an eight-hour certification course. Oh, cool. It's much like regular old first aid, but we're teaching people how to intervene uh, in a mental health crisis. Hmm. So um, people learn a basic set of skills. Um, they learn to, and they practice them over and over um, and really learn how to intervene and kind of reduce some of their own fears. Because most okay. of what yeah. I've experienced is people don't know what to do and they don't want to mess up. Right. Right. So a lot of people don't know. One of the first things we teach people is how to assess for um, risk of suicide or self-harm, oh, which yeah. sounds pretty um, yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah. But um, the more we can get people comfortable with asking the questions, research shows, everything shows that if you ask someone, there's a common stereotype that if you ask someone about suicidal feelings, it is the common fallacy is that it will make them kill themselves. <laughs> that is absolutely not true. Okay. As a matter of fact, it can open up dialogues to help people get the help that oh, they wow. need. So um, we work really hard with community members, and we also have it open to all county employees through the Live Well program. Okay. Folks can take this training for um, county employees can take it for free. Um, and uh, teaching them just these basic intervention skills, teaching them about all kinds of mental illnesses. We don't teach people how to diagnose. We right. don't teach them right. how to be counselors right. because that's not their role. Right. They're, they're mental health first aiders, but they're learning how to intervene in a way that is normal and not stigmatizing and it's gonna help people get the help that they need. Are they, is, is part of the mental uh, health first aid training being able to recognize some of these symptoms Absolutely. or signs? That... Absolutely, and um, we try to help people sort out what's normal yeah. behavior yeah. and what might be time to look at it. And often it's the duration of symptoms, hmm. the duration of someone's experience. Right. With adolescents, you know, it can be really hard because a lot of kids have a lot of developmental behaviors mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. go on that could be mental illness or it could be like a normal kid. Mm-hmm. So we help people try to sort that out and learn to ask and learn to approach right. a person with comfort because okay. um, half of the uh, battle is learning, helping people um, not be afraid to ask the questions yeah. and not do it in a way that is stigmatizing, yeah, that's comfortable. And most of us are really afraid to, and, yeah, to ask those exactly. questions. Yeah, it's, 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 not a, it's not a natural kind of thing or a comfortable thing for us to so do. So we try to, to make it yeah. natural and okay. normal. Are, are these set periods of time that this class is offered or can, can, is it yes, online? Yes, we, um, we offer them. They're live classes. Okay. They take eight hours to complete. Okay. During the month of May for Mental Health Month, for people who register, we're offering free scholarships. Oh, cool. Regularly, it costs twenty-five dollars, which is just oh, our recovery. Price, yeah. yeah, it's our recovery free for the manuals. Um, this is a national 
proven to be effective program. People leave there having more knowledge about their own mental health, mm -hmm. knowing what to do in a uh, mental health crisis. We don't require people like you must now that you're a mental health first aider, you must intervene. That's a person's right, option right, and right. choice. But it, it's a it's a great program, and you can see people's comfort yeah. just shift during the course of the eight hours. Well, and I'm assuming it's just like taking a CPR class or something like that. It's your your bettering preparing yourself in case of an event, an emergency absolutely. somewhere around you. Yeah. Absolutely. Where can folks uh, find out more about the mental well, first aid? Mental yeah, health if first you aid go classes? to our website, you can. Um, we have courses offered every month. We also do customized courses for a church group or an organization oh, wow. or businesses. Um, if you go to www.fairfaxcounty.gov backslash CSB, on there is a link to all of our mental health first aid courses. You can register online, and um, we offer them all over the county to try to make it convenient and accessible for people. Okay, interesting. Talking with Laura Yeager of the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board, and we've touched on the mental health first aid program, which is a neat-sounding class that uh, you can take, and uh, it just the option there of churches or businesses or whatever kind of customizing a program for their workforce or their parishioners or whatever sounds like a really neat option as well. Um, going back to Mental Health Month, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. There are a lot of events that, that you all have planned during the month of May that are going on. Uh, I'm assuming they can go to that website as well, slash uh, fairfaxcounty.gov slash CSB to to learn more about all the events? Absolutely. We also have a listserv available that if you go to that website, you can sign up for CSB News that comes out mm. about every week that makes announcements, gives information, gives legislative updates. Oh, it's wow. all kinds of news about CSB-related concerns. Right. So I really encourage people to sign up for that, yeah. too. I know we're not going to get down in the specifics about events and what day and what they sure. are and that kind of thing, but uh, is there a, a kind of a, a general description of some of the types of things that you all offer, programs, events, that type of thing, yeah. e either either during May or during, throughout the whole year? Uh, sure. Um, one of the easiest things people can do if this is a topic <clears throat> of interest, we have an awesome online training called hmm. Um, it's uh, it's a Cognito program. That's the name of the company. But we have three, and we're going to five different classes that people can take related to working with kids who are experience, experiencing psychological distress. So it's free. Right. You can take it in right. the middle of the night. It takes about an hour to complete. There are three programs uh, called at, related to at-risk youth. One is for adults who work with high school kids. Mm -hmm. One is for adults who work with middle school kids. Mm. And the other is people who are working with um, LGBT kids who mm. um, are um, experiencing some kind of psychological right. distress. Right. The great thing about the training, and I was a skeptic when we uh, were looking at it, is it's an avatar-based program. So instead of going online and getting a bunch of boring facts, right. it's actually skill building. You become an avatar. Hmm. You actually interact with the child during oh. the course of the training. You choose things to say. You can watch the child react right. to what you say. Oh, and cool. if you're not speaking right, in the right. right way, the kid kind of sags. <laughs> so it's it's a great like in real training. Life. <laughs> yes. And the great thing about this program, it's also proven to be very effective. We don't just um, increase people's um, knowledge, but we actually do follow-up surveys, and we know that we're increasing uh -huh. people's skills. The completion rates are out of this world. Um, people really like it because it's yeah. sort of a fun training, and it it's hard for me to sit here and say, suicide prevention, it's, it's an upbeat topic, but this is a really great engaging training that, again, helps people get a comfort level with um, 
intervening and asking important mm -hmm. questions and feeling like they are equipped to do that. Yeah. Is that a um, is that a huge factor in preventing suicide? Just having someone willing to think they recognize it and start a dialogue? Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, and our community has uh, been rocked by another a number of suicides that we've sort of hit a tipping point. So mm -hmm. people want to know what they can do. And most of us, we want to help. Right. We want to figure it out, but we're not very well equipped to do that. So um, being, learning to recognize some basic warning signs and learning to ask the right questions and knowing what resources ex exist to get help. Are, they're vital for mm -hmm. a person's um, survival in many mm -hmm. cases. W would you be able to kind of touch on some of those symptoms or signs sure. or what someone um, they're they're very basic but when you sort of hit on some before mm -hmm. when a person is will, really withdrawing mm -hmm. when people speak of um, ending it all or or killing themselves and we no longer say committed suicide because that sounds like people commit felonies people mm -hmm. um, commit other it makes it legalistic so right. we say basically people who kill themselves or mm. want to kill themselves. That's just a sidebar. Okay, um, but um, people who talk about it, people who have had past attempts or a family history mm. of suicide, yeah. are, it doesn't mean they're going to kill themselves. It means they're at higher risk. Um, definitely people who have had, had prior attempts, they're, they're, it's really important to pay attention to them and listen well, to that them. That one would make sense, yeah. Yeah, um, and people generally... Some of the things I think everyone has heard about, people giving things away, people talking about mm -hmm. um, um, ending it all. Mm -hmm. um, these, are, these are things to take seriously in a person and check them out. Um, oftentimes, sometimes, you know, you hear kids or people yeah, say, yeah. I'm just going to kill myself. Right. Well, it's important to pay attention to that and just ask a follow-up question um, to see. It could just be a, a slang, a way of saying I'm really frustrated, right. or it could be a, a cry for help. So. Well, and it's kind of it's kind of disappointing or sad that that's kind of a slang expression. It is. I mean, just uh, people just throw it off, off the top of their heads just without thinking really a lot. I will times. say it's something I have used yeah. over time. And as I've developed, I think, a little more sensitivity yeah. and awareness, I, I try not to. Yeah. But it is very common. Yeah. yeah. If someone is willing to take the mental health first aid program or, um, you know, take some of the other trainings or become more involved, they're they're uh, an advocate, they're eyes and ears in the community mm -hmm. that, that can help. But for those of us listening, uh, and myself included, I'm not much of a touchy-feely kind of guy. I'm not one to take those classes, I don't think, that kind of thing. But if I'm in a situation or listeners are in a situation where they have not taken a class or they don't have a lot of knowledge about what to do and they're scared maybe to get involved sure. and scared as you said to do the wrong thing so you'd right. rather not I'd rather not do anything than do the wrong thing what should I or we do well, I always tell people if you are clueless and you think something's That's going me. on, okay, <laughs> I'm clueless. That's perfect. And you, but you feel like there's something wrong, right. or you feel like something needs to happen. If you don't want to intervene or you don't feel comfortable, I encourage people to call the police. We have um, a great police force that's trained um, in many cases in mental health issues. We have an 24-hour uh, emergency services for mental yeah. health crises. Our police are very familiar with that. Um, if you are, I, I get a lot of calls from people. If someone believes that someone else is in imminent risk of suicide, mm -hmm. do not delay. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything except call nine one one in many cases. And 
And if you're if you're like me and mm. you were raised, don't ever call 911 unless, you know, right. there's a limb missing. Right. Don't be afraid to make that call because um, they're trained to make the determination of if there is an emergency. Mm-hmm. And you're acting. You're acting and doing something that requires very low commitment from you. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to get that right. involved. Okay. Um, most of our mental health first aiders, we get a lot of people like you saying, right, right. Oh, I don't want right, to get right. involved. But they, they leave with a high level of comfort. They're able to practice these skills in a really safe environment. Mm-hmm. And it's easy. It's mm-hmm. easy okay. to approach someone. And mo- for most people, um, I have experienced they're, they're not going out there crusading in the right, community. Right. They're really dealing with friends and family yeah. who, or, or acquaintances who right. they're seeing in distress. So And just ha- it's just their awareness and radar is maybe a little more open and Totally. Aware. Yeah, because yeah, okay. the signs are there and... and we um, have to kind of develop an awareness of them and mm-hmm. some sensitivity to recognizing them. But mm-hmm. they're out there, and, and this is um, mental health issues are so common. Right. And in, at any given time, any of us can experience right. um, some kind of issues and yeah. probably will. Yeah, like you said at the beginning of the show, one in five or yes. about 20 percent will experience something. That that's, still amazes me. It so is. It's, it, it, it's yeah. uh, People are astounded by that, but yeah. um, it's definitely a very common – it's more common than um, – many other health conditions. And what we're really trying to promote with um, mental health awareness and and mental health issues is this is just like any other illness. You know, when when you have a heart problem or diabetes, you go to the doctor, it's chronic, you get it taken care of, but you have to monitor and stay Mm. attuned. We really see um, many mental health concerns in a very similar light, Mm. that it's a a condition that needs treatment, that needs to be normalized, that is not something that is um, a moral issue right. or a problem. It's hmm. it's a it's really a, an illness yeah. issue. So well, that's a, that is treatable. That yeah. there's one more thing is that we uh, really try to impart the message that there's so much hope um, for people's recovery. I think in the old days there was so much fear, yeah. and it was like if you carry a label, you carry right, it right. forever, and you are you know, toast. (laughs) And um, now there's just so much hope. There's so much new treatment um, available for people. There are great medications out there, all kinds of new therapies. So it's um, helping people get the help that they need Mm -hmm. because there there is so much hope for um, uh, recovery. Yeah. Well, I think that's a a great two points or a couple of points to to kind of end up with. But uh, in case there's anything we haven't asked or if there's a telephone number people know or a website or whatever, just kind of turn the mic over to you, final 15, 20 seconds to give some resources okay. or, or final thought. Um, we've already talked about calling 911. I've given you our website. If you don't remember anything, if you Google it and type <laughs> in CSB, you will right, find us. Right. Um, we also have a 24-hour emergency services number hmm. that is 703-573-5679. We have a 24-hour detoxification center for Uh people with substance use disorders. That number is 703-502-7000. Our kind of daily operations line, if someone thinks they need help or a referral to get some additional help, the entry and referral number is 703-383-8500. We didn't even really touch on this, but we also have a, a new text line. You know, the Crisis Link, who's mm-hmm. one of our partners, um, 
they uh, have uh, added a text line because so many young people who yeah, are in distress text, yeah. don't pick up a phone and call anyone. So the text line oh, is a way that kids can actually text in a way that they can. And it's really for all ages. Right. I text a lot, too. Right. But um, most young people, um, instead of calling a hotline, they can text. So that text line number is 703-940-0888. And um, all of these resources are available throughout the Fairfax Falls Church community. And I encourage people to call and reach out for help when, okay. when needed. Okay. And if you need to catch those numbers again, just hit the little back 30 seconds uh, on your, uh, your podcast player once or twice, and you can uh, re-listen to the, those uh, telephone numbers. And I guess maybe the most important one to remember is if you think there is a life uh, uh, situation of life or death, a really serious threat, just call 911. That's the, the Absolutely. main number to remember. Laura Yeager, Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board, has been our guest with us today talking about Mental Health Month, the month of May, as well as the Mental Health First Aid Program and much, much more. And unfortunately, we're over time, out of time. And I wish we could go on, but maybe we'll have uh, this discussion again uh, later on the Conversation podcast. So thanks, Laura, for being with Thank us. Thank you. And that is going to do it for the time that we've got today. To get more Fairfax County news and events, just visit fairfaxcounty.gov news, or you can call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks for listening to the County Conversation, produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.